JM in the AM Thursday morning broadcast. I have a very important piece of advice for all of our listeners. When you go to artscroll.com for their brand new Haggadahs or the brand new Rabbi Spiro book or the brand new Uncle Maishi book and CD or the brand new My Pesach Kitchen book by Feige Murray or the brand new Hassam Sofer Haggadah from our friend Yisrael Besser. Always use promo code radio. That's my piece of advice. Always use promo code radio. If you do, then uh, you'll save significantly and you'll get free shipping. How amazing is that? Go to artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio. The brand new Haggadah is called the Hassam Sofer Haggadah, the Torah and customs, stories, and spirit of Rabbi Moshe Sofer of Pressburg. Yisrael Besser is responsible for this Haggadah. He needs no introduction for this audience, and he is with us live via telephone on this Thursday morning broadcast. Yisrael Besser, a pleasure and an honor, frankly, to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachem. The pleasure is mine, as always. Do you know that I have, and I'm, I always think about this as the as the boxes of Pesach needs start to come out of storage each year. I not only do I have Bliyad Har, I guess I should say, do I have a, an incredible collection of Haggadahs. I have three massive boxes of Haggadahs that won't even make it out of storage this Pesach. Is your Haggadah collection similar to that? But isn't that a beautiful thing? Isn't that an interesting thing that people find themselves drawn to get Haggadahs again? And we don't have that, I don't think, with anything else, right? I think you use the same kindness from year to year. Right. It's the Haggadah that does that to us. And I wonder why, and it's, it's so funny you say it that way, because it's exactly what I was thinking as as I was contemplating whether to take out those three massive boxes of Haggadahs. But we have plenty. I have a theory, actually, about it. And the theory and it has is? to do with the, the novelty of the night, what we're experiencing on Pesach. Everything is new. Uh, then the table is meant to look new. We're meant to feel new. It's our birthday. It's our national birthday. It's when we became a nation. And maybe having a new Haggadah reflects that. I think we're just looking to reach deeper and find wellsprings of new ideas and new approaches and, and give us a new time in the Seder. It's, but it's funny, though. Compa- I mean, again, you know, when there is a new Kinnis available or a new McGillis Esther available, you know, there are many of us that would run because we like, again, having the new perspective or different perspective on, on important, you know, historical works, historical events, etc. But with the Haggadah, as you point out, it's so, it's like on steroids. That feeling is on steroids. That it, I would assume the people at Art Scroll who have more than just the Hassam Sofer Haggadah in their collection of new Haggadahs, I would assume they're people who automatically are just going to order any new Haggadah out there. And frankly, not to, not, not to make accusations here, but frankly, they're going to have so many Haggadahs at their Pesach Seder table, they may not get to all the Haggadahs that they've ordered and collected over the years. Yeah, I guess that's one of the benefits of being in Chutzlaut and having two nights, right? <laughs> so at least you get to, you know, that's get, a little, true. get to widen your horizons a little but bit. I, but I do know some people, especially in Israel, it's funny you say that, I do know some people who spend Erev Pesach, and now bo- both in Israel and in the in Chutzlaut, it's going to be on 
daylight savings time, so you have an extra hour to do this, who spend Erev Pesach going through Agudas, and you know, come, they can't write them down this year because Erev Pesach is on Shabbos, mm-hmm. but, but coming up and bookmarking you know, really nice thoughts that they want to share at the Seder. So the Haggadah experience, even though it's only one night in Israel, still can take up you know, one, two, three days or more in advance of Pesach. It could and it should. I, I once heard something. when The first year my wife and I made a Seder ourselves, so I listened to a tape from preparing for the Seder from um, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Shor, Rabbi Vam Shor. He said a fascinating thing. He said, you wouldn't send your kid to a rabbi or to a mother who didn't prepare. If they just came into class and they winged it, you would be disappointed in that. You'd say, right. come on, this is serious. It's my child's education. Prepare. He says, parents are educators all year long, but let's be honest, we don't have that many opportunities to really talk to our kids. A Seder is really the rare opportunity. And you ask anybody, whatever age they are, a Seder is a seminal point in their own relationship with their father and, and receiving things and yeah. their father's transmitting things. I, I assume your experience maybe is a little different because your father was a rabbi. Right. You probably got to hear from him on a more. But for most people, the Seder is the night that they, their father actually got to say something. Right. Now, not the whole Seder and maybe not both time, but you have your moments at the Seder where you could really say something to your children. So, of course, you have to prepare. You're not different than a rabbi. And I, I, and I like you the know. system where some families insist that everybody around the table prepares something. You know, they're responsible for this section of the Agada, they're responsible for this paragraph of the Agada. Number one, it keeps people right. engaged, and you want people to be engaged in the Seder. And as you just indicated, everything then being said at the Seder is prepared. It's not just, you know, stuff coming off the top of your head, so to speak. And, that, and that's also really important because people sometimes complain about the length of the Seder. If stuff is prepared and it's engaging, there, there are not going to be complaints about being at the Seder if, it, if the conversation and the, and the lessons being taught are interesting. Who knows this, better, knows this better than you, Nachum, right? You do this every day of your life. You prepare, <laughs> and you're ready to go. I appreciate that. Um, so I, I, I don't know how we talk about the personality of Haggadah, but again, the thousands that you have and the thousands that I have, uh, maybe it's hundreds, okay. Uh, you know, it seems each Haggadah has a different personality. Let's start with the personality of the person. Who, Yisrael Besser, was the Hassam Sofer? Oh, I'm so excited with this question. I, I did, a number of years ago, we discussed it then uh, on the air. I did a biography of the Chassam Sofer. Right. And when the opportunity came up, it wasn't like super exciting to me. It's much more exciting to me, <clears throat> in a way, and more of a challenge. Excuse me, to write about and discover and uncover a personality who maybe people aren't familiar with or they want to learn more about. It's more intriguing. I'm sorry for everybody knows that I'm sorry for it. And then I said, do people really, you know, if you go to any Shia in any level of the Haredi community, all the way from right wing and Satmar, or to go to Y.U. Torah and put in the words Chassam Sofer, you're going to see a million hits Shia that are based on the Chassam Sofer in Halacha, in Psaq, in Musr, in Life, in Stories, in, in Chumash. The Chassam Sofer just formed the bedrock of so much of contemporary Orthodox life wherever you find yourself in the Orthodox community. He's, in a way, your spiritual father. And I was realizing that uh, there was, people didn't know things about Chassam Sofer. They didn't understand what he stood for, what his positions were, when he lived, and the sheer magnitude of what this man managed to do. That means he created the infrastructure that very much we're still following in the Trump community. He was the one, the, the novelty of the Chassam Sofer, who was a Rosh Hashiva, and his community, Pressburg, Pressburg which was a, a cosmopolitan city. It was a, it was a big, flourishing city, a, fl- a flourishing kahila, had a yeshiva at its core, which that was very important, and the people understood the value of an education of yeshiva, which at the time, it wasn't like today that it was understood that boys go to yeshiva. He was a father of, in, in, of chesed. He created what you'd call or any organization of today. He had the truth in the way that Chum Seifer ran his community. Chum Seifer got up at a hesped of somebody who had been a rent gouger, been a young man, 
and he kept pushing up the, the rental prices for people. And the Chum Sefer essentially said that the Benjamin had to take him away because what he was doing was wrong. It's Ritzicha. Jews don't do that to other Jews. We don't, we don't make people become homeless because they can't afford the rents. That means the economic policies of the, of the Kihila were important to him. He, he, he ran the, the infrastructure of the community in a way that, that it was very much in, in line with what governments would try to aim for later, for justice and, and opportunity for all. The, the Chassam Seifer would visit the, the Shlachtais and the Matzah Bakery and the Trillin Maker all the time. He was on top of every aspect of his community. And then you look at his title and you're like, how did he have time to, to be an active communal rub? And you know what that life is like. <laughs> and at the same time, produce... Uh, volumes on, 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 on the Taira and on all of Tanakh and on Shulchan Aruch and on Shas and uh, it touches on Kabbalah all the time. You see that leaving over so, so many volumes. When you did the research on his life in general, and if I'm not mistaken, the book you wrote about him was pretty thick. I mean, there was a lot of material in there. When you did the research, was the Haggadah material at the ready for you? Like, was that where were hit? Not at all. I played something interesting when I when the Chum Sofer book, uh, the opportunity first came out for Rabbi Meir's Lotto, which was still alive. Meir's, that's all. So I discussed it. So what do you think about it? So he said an interesting thing. He says, well, if you can do the Chum Sofer, there's two ways to do it. One way is to do it right, and it's going to be a 15-volume work. And you know what's going to happen to that? No one's going to read it. Wow. So the challenge for you is going to be to take a 15-volume work and put it in one volume. Do you think you're up to that task? Do you think you can find a way to make it readable and user-friendly? Because let's be honest, no one today is reading. Is, maybe they'll buy it or maybe they won't buy it, but they're not reading 15 volumes. You have to make a one-volume work that flows so well that you're packing 15 volumes in there, all that history and everything people need to know. Uh, I hadn't planned on doing uh, Haggadah, but like you mentioned earlier in this conversation, I realized not long ago that Haggadah is an opportunity to celebrate the person in a different way because right. people are engaged at that time, this time of year. They want to prepare for the Seder. And so much of what you're hearing at a Seder has its roots in the Chassam Cipher. If you're listening, if you're preparing with any contemporary speaker, if you're listening to Rabbi Friend or Rabbi Krohn or Rabbi Biedemann or whoever you listen to, there's a very good chance that a lot of what they're saying, the Yisaitis, the, 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 the ideas, the fundamentals, are, are based in the Chassam Cipher. He's the one whose approach shaped so much thinking of the later generations. So I said, hey, if this is coming from the Chassam Cipher anyhow, and then there's the Menhagim of the Chassam Cipher, the entire Hungarian Jewry, as we know it, was based on the Chassam Cipher's approach to Minag, the, his approach to everything. That way he dictated how they lived, and they all followed him up until the war. And then subsequent to the war, the rebuilt kahilas that are based in the model of Hungarian Jewry, of Oberland Jewry, of, of, uh, of Viennese Jewry, all carried on the Chassam Cipher spirit. I said, imagine we could do a Haggadah where we mix it up, the Torah, the basic, the more well-known. The Torah, the Chassam Cipher, for whatever reason, it's very, he wrote, I guess he didn't have a lot of time, it was almost inaccessible except the Talmud HaChachamim. And I'm not a Talmud HaChachamim, so I had a hard time with it. So it took a lot of work here to go through those different Torah and try to present it in a contemporary way, in an easy English that people could connect to. Just questions and answers. I tried not to use those longer strikluch. I tried not to use those pieces that refer to Kabbalah or Teremes that are way beyond me, for sure. And mix it with the stories and, and like I wrote, the spirit of, of who the Chassam Seifer was. Right, and I have to... I'm going to have to... His I'm, children said that he, uh, he had a new daughter-in-law to the family. So they're describing who the Chassam Seifer's wife, who her father-in-law was. So they said it's hard to look at him on Shabbos. But by the Seder, his face is so radiant that that you won't be able to you won't be able to look at him at all. So she said it's a Hungarian Guzma. She she came from she didn't come from Hungary. So she said it's an exaggeration. It's Hungarians talk a certain way. She said this, not me. <laughs> and 
I would not racially profile that way. <laughs> she said, it's Hungarian exaggeration. By the Seder, she told her sister-in-law, you were right, he shines like the sun. That means whatever radiance there was I'm sorry, right. earlier, at the Seder, it went to another place. Yisrael Besser is with us live via telephone. The Haggadah is called the Hasab Sofer Haggadah. It's brand new. The Torah and Customs stories and spirit of Rav Moshe Sofer of Pressburg, the Hassam Sofer. Uh, from a practical point of view, uh, this brand new Haggadah and all the brand new material and all the offerings on artscroll.com available at um, a significant discount and free shipping if you use promo code radio. The important lesson here is when you go to artscroll.com, always use promo code radio. In one of the blurbs, it says you're capturing his feelings of emuna and anticipation in addition to feeling his spirit at the Seder. What could you tell us about his emuna and anticipation which which displayed itself during the Pesach holiday? Again, the conversation's above me. I would refer readers directly to the Haggadah to see his Torah, but if I have to explain an example of that, Chassam Seifer, one of the big battles of his life was against the reform movement, the assimilationists, which at the time, it just seemed like the feeling was uh, that, you know, was post-shop site C, and there was a big feeling, and the reform uh, manipulated this and played into this cynically, that the Mashiach thing is not happening, that we're, we're around for too long and give it up, that that's not a reality anymore. And they convinced people, and the way the reform people did that, it wasn't like you think when you're a child. You know, you have sometimes these Haggadahs where Asa with the four sons, yeah. so the Chacham has, a, has like Payas, and the Rasha has a backward baseball cap. You remember those Haggadahs? He's holding a baseball bat? Oh, yes. You know? <laughs> it, it, it wasn't like that. The Reform were, were scholarly people, and they were intelligent people, and they would produce the Durham, and they would take out references to the Beis HaMikdash and to Shalayim and to an ultimate redemption all the time. And the Chassam Seifer was way ahead of the game on this. He, he saw where it was headed. So the Tzapil Yeshua, longing for the redemption, became, you know, the Chassam Seifer, you look in this farm, the drushes that he gave in the month above, Drasha Lazayinav, Drasha Latishabav, he would count every single year. The way he started his drusha was counting the amount of years since the destruction of the Korban Reis By the time he finished, everybody was crying. And, and, and just waiting for the base to come down at that moment. He, he worked very hard on imbuing that in his people. The Amun of the Chum Seifer was, so, so he took people, and like we said earlier, the Chum Seifer was a Rav of, of Balabatim. If you, again, if you look at the Hungarian model of, of communal life vis-a-vis even the Litvish world, we're, uh, I, I don't know how much invest in, it was invested in the, in, the, in the tailors and in the blacksmiths. I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Like I said, you, you have a different messiah. I'm sure you heard a lot about this from your father. But in Hungary, everybody was expected to know how to learn. And everybody was taken seriously. The Balabatim, I, I, I would say they, they weren't second-class citizens. They, were, they had their role to play, and the Chassam Seifer was a big part of that. Right. So one of the things he did was he talked about Amuna to them. The, the Chassam Seifer talked about Amuna. You know, he, he, he learned Sfarim before he said Shir every day. And when he, in every drasha he spoke about, Mashiach is coming. And, and in one drasha he says, what's the most essential Jewish talent? What is the most fundamental Jewish talent? So the, the most essential Jewish talent is the ability to wait. It's patience. We're a people of patience. He says, look at the Raya. Every Jew lives his life preparing for a world that we've never seen. We don't know what exists other than the fact that our parents told us and we kind of sense it in our hearts that we're living for something else. But this world that we're living in, we're not doing it for today. We're unlike any other nation. We're living for something we can't even see. But we're ready to wait it out and see what's around the corner because that's, that's our amunah. That's what we received from our parents. He says the people who left Mitzrayim early, the B'nai Ephraim, left Mitzrayim were destroyed. 
right. in the Gemara, that they, right. they couldn't wait anymore. He says, you see, it's time to celebrate the ability of our forefathers to wait. They waited a lot of years, 210 years, they just sat there. And there must have been moments when they said, let's get out of here, like the B'nai Ephraim did. You see that they did it. Yep. But they knew that we're going to wait for the right moment. And when the Rebbe Shalom sends us the message now, we'll wait. So they waited for a generation and another generation and, and for 210 years. Uh, he says over there such a beautiful thing. It just If you, you appreciate the poetry of the Chlam Cipher, he writes that the Gemara says that when people, when the Chacham says a drasha and the people sit and listen, then they get Mechila and all their Averis. It's a, it's a Chazal. Right. That the, so he says why? He says a lot of times the Rav is speaking in a drasha and people don't really understand what he's saying. They don't really follow it. They're tired. They're not really up for the for the speech, which we see right now, right? <laughs> that Rabbanim sometimes get up and people are like, how long is it going to be? And, right. and, and, you know, a lot of contemporary Rabbanim have shortened their speeches, right. but not always. He says, why do they do that? Because A, they have respect for the Rav, and B... He says, uh, they know that at the end, the Rav will say some muster or maybe a story. He'll give them something to take home. Right. So some cipher says, what that, what's really going on there is it's Jews waiting. It's Jews sitting patiently. That's our essential Jewish midah of waiting. So the reason that they get mechila is because they're acting like Jews, and Jews wait. We wait. We wait. Dr. Kassam Seifer, why do we, when we prepare our children for the Seder, the main thing we teach our kids is the order. Kaddish, Orchatz, Karapas, every kid has to know that. What's the order? He says, why are we telling them the order? Why is it so important? Because there's a message in there to Shulchan Aruch. You know, our kids today, Baruch Hashem, don't suffer from hunger. But there was a time when, when kids waited to eat very, very eagerly. They were, right. they were hungry. It wasn't it was like they just went to a, to a, a nash cabinet and helped themselves. Right. We didn't apply. They, they were hungry. He says, you're going to wait for supper. One out a year, we're telling you. Kaddish, Orchatz, Karapas, Yachatz. Magad is a long time. Magad, Rachta, Demulumata, Mara. And then you're going to get your, your dinner. You know why? Because tonight is the one night a year, my child, that we're imbuing you with the ability to wait. Just wait. It's going to be okay. But you have to wait. And that's, that's Shulchan Aruch. So late in the Seder, Dr. Hassan Seifer, it comes after so many things. We wouldn't do this any other night because the child has to eat. But tonight we do it because we're teaching him what it means to be a Jew. And being a Jew means being able to wait patiently. And then you look, at, you look around the world. I'm writing these words. And it's 2020, turning into 2021, and you're wondering, uh, am I going to be able to hug my grandmother? Am I going to be able to go to shul normally? Will I ever go to normal simcha again? And the rest of the world is losing it. And I'm telling myself, listen to what the Chesem is talking to you. He's telling you, just wait. Learn how to wait. It's going to be okay. Nothing lasts forever. No difficult situation lasts right. forever. The Vernon Shalom's calculations are precise. And when he decides that he's ready, you know, like we were talking off here, I think where I live in Montreal, the, the restrictions are harder than it is by you. Right. And by you, it's harder than in other places. Everybody's right. dealing with, with the contemporary reality their way. But all of us are wishing that things would either go back to the way they once were and, and we'll get there again. That means we're all waiting for something to happen. Right? Well, my kids go back to school. Uh, like I said, I had, I had a daughter home for the last month. Right. And, and you're watching her. I'm, like, I'm thinking to myself, is she going to go into her second Pesach in a row without a, a single class, knowing even what Haggadah is? And then you have some cipher talking to you through the ages and telling you, Jews wait. Jews know how to wait. Just, 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 just be patient. And, and, and I and know this is every time in the safe. And I know this is overstating the obvious, but um, <laughs> if in fact we believe, and obviously we do, uh, that we're commemorating, you know, the the real Chag Hagula Pesach night, obviously. And again, I know I'm overstating the obvious and just strengthening your point, but uh, obviously uh, the, the the big reminder 
of uh, Seder night is that uh, the Geula will come. It will come, and there's a and there, there's a cheshbon, so to speak. But as you just pointed out, yeah, and it's precise. And I'm sorry, can I say one more? Sure, one more vart. Sure. We don't usually. This is a different. It's always fun with you, but this is a new experience. <laughs> the Chazam Seifa says that uh, you say Kalachman at the beginning of, of uh, Magid. Right. This is the better reflection. And then you say Lashana Habab Arad Yisrael, Lashana Habab Nechayu. Next year will be free. Next year will be in Arad Yisrael. So everybody asks all the commentators, why does that come in over here? We're introducing the Seder. Right. We're showing you the matzah that we're going to eat. We're talking about the Karvin Pesach. Come right. join us. Right. So why are you telling me that next year you're going to be you're going to be in Arad Yisrael? Uh-huh. Some cipher says that the Gemara says that loaded after a pasuk that there'll be layik kanani layik kanani there'll be no more poverty when Mashiach comes. When Mashiach comes, money won't be a factor, and everybody will be wealthy, and everybody will have whatever they need. There'll be no need for it. The Kavim Pesach represents a Muna. The Gemara says that the days of Mashiach there'll be no more challenge of a Muna because the world is going to be filled with light. Everybody's going to know Hashem like right. the water covers the sea. Zakti right. some cipher. Buddy, you don't have this chance forever. Soon Mashiach is going to be here, and you won't be able to invite poor people, because there won't be poor people. Uh. Soon Mashiach is going to be here, and you won't be able to teach your kids about Amuna because your kids are going to know it, and then what fun is life? The challenge is only now. You, you know, when Mashiach comes, you're going to be shooting pucks into an empty net. There's no, no one's fighting you. There's no thrill in which that. Is gonna, which is going to be a terrible feeling. <laughs> the Gemara seems to indicate like that. The Gemara calls it Yom Shein Behem Chefet, days without desire. That means we'll be happy to be there, right. probably. But, it, but uh, you know, uh, I'm sure you dealt with people who experience retirement from work. And there's a certain fulfillment, I guess, in being able to sit right. back after so many years of working. But they, they love the challenge. They, they, they love right. the thrill. The grind, of, the challenge. Of, of yeah. trying to sell products yeah. or whatever they did yeah. their whole life. They missed yeah. that. That means when she has, so again, he's talking to me in 2020, 2021, when I'm writing these words. And I'm thinking to myself, the Vajrasom gives us difficult times sometimes. They're not going to last forever. And then what? You know that I'm going to miss this chance. Yep. I know that, I, you know, it's not, there's no joy in diving outside. There's much more joy in diving inside, but there's a thrill in it. Yep. And do we have 10 people? And are we going to say, I mean, yeah. and, and the thrill so, of being innovative and using what God has given us, exactly. our skills and, to you know, develop something. And we're something. ourselves that we're Jews. You know, for yeah. so long we are an autopilot. Again, I speak for myself. I don't right. speak for your listeners. Right. But, I, like, who knew how important these things were to us anyhow? We just did it because it was so convenient and so easy. Yeah. Um, you know, even on the east side, the Bialystok has more than one million, right? You could make it work. It's Certainly. not that hard anymore. Certainly. And, and and came this year, and we got to discover certain things about ourselves. And the Chassam Seifer is ever-relevant. The man is not here for hundreds of years, and his Torah is so relevant. Unbelievable. Rabbi uh, Yisrael Besser is responsible for the brand-new Chassam Sofer Haggadah. We cannot recommend it enough, especially after this conversation, frankly. The Torah, custom stories, and spirit of Rosh Sofer of Pressburg. Shirley uh, Besser says, even though Nahum Siegel is right that so many of us have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Haggadahs, this one will add to your Pesach 5781 experience. Am I putting words in your mouth, or are you ready to say that? No, exactly. <laughs> Precisely said it better than I ever could. And I always joke with Ari Weidrib because, you know, he has he has such a, uh, a significant work on Kinnis. I always joked with him that, you know, for him the entire year was Tisha B'Av. Uh, were, were you at the Seder all year round as you were writing this song? Uh, <laughs> 
It's, it's, it's funny, uh, but but Pesach is really uh, fundamental, right? The, you know, the, yeah. the Sfarim talk about we say Zechel Yitzias Mitzrayim every right. day. That's true. Krishna, we say in Kiddush. So why is Pesach different? And the commentators don't talk about what's the difference between the Zechel Yitzias Mitzrayim of Pesach night. But the ideas of the Seder are really, with, like I was saying earlier, the ideas that we try to imbue our children with the whole year long. We just don't get to focus on it well. Right. So Pesach is really the headquarters for the conversations we should be having with them every day. Yeah, I get that, 100%. Um, uh, Besser, a high kosher v'sameach to you, and thank you so much for this work. It'll it'll be it'll be on prominent display among the hundreds of other haggadahs this Pesach. <laughs> it means a lot to me. Thank you for having me. It's always a joy to talk to you. I appreciate it. As well. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Yisrael Besser, the chassab so for haggadah. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to order it and make sure to use promo code radio. Whenever you go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio for your big discount and for your free shipping. An important reminder from all of us here at JM in the AM.